0: Everybody, welcome to the Non-Negotiables Podcast. Here is where we discuss those foundational values that uh, we all need to agree upon or at least accept each other in one another's non-negotiables and and find a way to respect one another's non-negotiables in order for this little thing called civilization to work out. As always, I want to give thanks to you guys who are listening to the podcast and sharing it. Um, It's really a huge blessing to have you out there. And uh, it keeps me going, keeps me recording these. And um, I'm just really grateful. So today I want to talk about a really important non-negotiable. Really important premise It's important because it deals with life itself. It's the idea that life is not short. I don't know, I'm sure if I spent some time researching, I could figure out where this all started, that whole notion of life short came from. You know, you hear it all the time when people talk about Kobe Bryant or something similar, you know, somebody dies in the prime of their life and... You know, life's short. Life is short. And you gotta make the most of it. No regrets. Life is short. Fact is, life is not short. Life is not short. And this was something that we all knew as a as a species, regardless of where we were, no, regardless of what ancient village regardless of what uh, renaissance group of philosophers, <clears throat> they all knew life, in fact, is not short. Life is long and getting longer. Don't listen to what these people tell you. That life expen- expectancy is, is coming down. It's nonsense. It's just statistical Mumbo jumbo. Fact is that if you're listening to this right now and and you're my age, 41 years old, the chances are the almost uh almost inevitably you have at least 25 more years of life to go. Now, yeah, you can get hit by a truck tomorrow, so could I. These things can happen. But you don't make bets based on what could happen, on the statistical anomaly. Nobody, given a a roulette table at a casino, and, and at a point of a gun, forced to place a bet with your entire life savings, nobody would choose a number on the table. Nobody would fact is, you'd pick probably red or black. You know, you'd pick odds or evens. You'd go and you'd make a choice like that to put all of your life's earnings, everything you got, you have to place a bet at this roulette table right now before the ball stops spinning. The vast majority, if not all, God, I hope all, would make the the statistically the most viable statistical bet you wouldn't play your birthday you wouldn't play your mama's anniversary date you'd play black or red odd or even now knowing that why oh why do we choose to believe this nonsense ...of life is short based on the anomalous early deaths in our life... Or, ...or the anomalous people in our lives that have some terminal... ...you know, get some terminal disease at the age of 26. Why, oh why, do we choose to live our life as though life is short? Because here's the thing, if we accept that life is long... If we accept the fact, the truth, the, the, the evident reality that actually life is long, well then we got to live with that in mind. We got we to do now the things that we don't want to do so that that long life down the road is something worth living. We don't get to do the self-satisfaction, fleshly desire stuff early on and expect the decrepit, crapping in my pants years to go well. And this is something that we understood way back when. Uh, humanity grasped this concept very well. Because think about Women. In the seventeenth, you know, eighteenth century. Women back then, by the age of twelve, they got their first period and it was all about like, well, okay, now let's see how it is. If you know, come, let's just figure out how you're gonna make a home and, and let's go ahead and, and get you uh, ready for the fact that if for the next few years you're not married life's going to suck. So let's go ahead and prime you there and, and let's prep you for having a good future because there's probably many, many years left. Yeah, yeah, we can all die of the flu tomorrow, but we're probably not. And so there was a responsibility. You had a, a, an actual... Uh, you had, a, you, you had a, a, a set of rules, right, that you had to abide by because it wasn't all about right now it was about there's a long life ahead and men men here you're young and virile and full of piss and vinegar and back then you were learning a trade read benjamin franklin's autobiography at 14 Uh, learning how to do, uh, you know, printing and uh, wanting to be a sailor and and trying and begging his father, let him go on on a ship and and on and on. I don't remember all the details, but one thing you do get from his autobiography is that him and his entire civilization around him understood early on in the early years, use this time now to set you up for then because then is coming. maybe it's this new nihilistic idea this new uh empty existence that that we are all in that that gives us the the notion that well we're not going to be around so what the hell let's have fun now but in a, in a time and space and history where yeah like the common cold could kill you yeah A broken bone could get infected and and require amputation. Yeah, where civilization and living was hard, back then there was an optimism, a real optimism, a true, honest, wholehearted expectation that tomorrow will come, and what I do today will impact that. An understanding that life isn't short. Life is long. And so, I think it's important that as a civilization, we drop the, the farce, the, the, the game, the, the, the lie. That, that smiling now, enjoying now, uh, putting all of our efforts towards uh, self-satisfaction now is all that matters. I talk about this often. I'm surrounded by millennials at my work. These are men and women in their 30s, unmarried, no kids. Their their problems are are the problems that a few generations ago were, were issues that were being had by high schoolers, but they exist today with people in their 30s. And the men are one thing, and I, you know... They've got time, but the women, these women, smart women, attractive women, healthy young women, and I know because I'm, you know, 10 years ahead of them and surrounded by women that are 10 years ahead of them, I know that the day is coming where children are going to to be the the sole thing on their mind where companionship is going to be so critical because where there are perky boobs today, we'll be sagging sacks tomorrow. And I get it, there are women that don't want that, never will, but they are the extreme minority. And so we don't play the statistical anomaly. We play for the long haul. We play where the best chances are. Or at least we should. It's what we used to do. So I think we should start seeing life for the long, slow slog that it is. And that is not a pessimistic view. It's only a pessimistic view if you are Made aware of it if it's you know brought to your mind now and now is too late right now You're in what I call the middle third and I'll get into that in just a minute. But if you're young If you're 25 or younger and you're hearing this, please listen to me The most optimistic view you can have is the view that says man there are probably 50 years or more laying out ahead of me. If you're a 21, 22-year-old man today, and you're not well on your way to your career, and you have an Xbox or a PlayStation in your house, you're doing this part wrong. You're doing it wrong. Hear me. There's a lot of time ahead of you, and if you're not using this time, where you can pop a boner when the wind blows, and you can stay up three nights in a row, if you're using that time to watch porn and whack off, and if you're using that time to spend an entire weekend awake doing drugs at a nightclub, you're doing this part wrong. You're only a handful of years away from having to really work at boners and having to do some mighty willful straining to be up past 10 p.m. You didn't use all that energy back then to find a wife for the rest of your life and a mother to your children. And if you didn't use all that energy back then to set yourself up For now, you're gonna live a life of regret. You're gonna live a life of regret. And that is worse than anything than you can imagine. So this is important. And this is the foundation. This is the the cornerstone of everything. Please hear me. You hear about midlife crisis, right? We hear about uh, half my life is gone. We hear about middle age. And it implies that life is divided into two pieces. There's this uh, sort of paradigm that says you've got two halves of life. You've got the first 40 years and the last 40 years. That's a wrong view. The right view is that your life is actually divided into thirds. And it makes a huge difference when you realize you've got three main stages of life. The first third of your life Man, that's the best. That's a really, really good one. From birth to the age of 25, that's the era where you learn the most, you grow the most, you can make the most mistakes with the smallest consequences. Those are the years of life. Real, energetic, exploration, Adventure. That's where they lie. That's where they should lie. If you're stepping out of that first third of life and you still fancy yourself a gigolo or an explorer, then that's sort of a failure to launch. You're encroaching on that middle piece and you got no time to waste on that middle piece. That middle third of life, that's uh, precious time. Precious little time. Because there's, there's two big objectives that you got to get done in this middle piece. Objective number one, you got to fix all the screw-ups that you made in the first third. All that baggage... All those childhood indiscretions. All those uh, gargantuan missteps. You got to get all that mess cleaned up in this middle third. Oh, but that's not all. See, you also, you also have to get all of the things that you'll need set up for the last third this middle piece is chuck full of responsibility loaded with things to do fix all the stuff from the first third that's slowing you down and screwing up your life and set yourself up for the best last third that you can muster if you haven't done it by the time you hit that middle third you got to find yourself a wife. And stop listening to those MGTOW jerk offs. They're wrong. I'm telling you, they are wrong. You want a wife. You want kids. Even if you're sure you don't, I'm telling you, you do. Why Mark, why would I want that? because life is long aren't you hearing me man life is slow long and you're going to do so much living and you're not going to want to travel for years the last years of your life you're not going to want that much adventure you're not going to want you don't going to have the energy for all of the all of the the the, the stuff that you think you're going to have you don't want to go skydiving when you're 60. You might, but probably not. The last 10 years of the average life, you're probably going to just want to sit a lot. You're either going to sit alone, or you're going to sit, be, you're going to sit around surrounded by people that love you. Family. Family and children and grandchildren. If you're really blessed great-grandchildren. So you want the kids. And if you hit that middle third and you don't got them, start working your tail off to get them. And there is no greater thing on God's green earth... than to have a woman, a wife, and a mother to your children. Oh, what a blessing. Unequaled, unequaled, believe me. She doesn't even have to be that great when when you meet her. You can get her there. That's your job, actually. As a man, as a husband, to bring her along. To build her and mold her and make her. That woman. That, that woman. That awesome creature. Created. Made. Suitable. For all of your needs. The, the object of your desire. The, the helper. The, the half that you've been missing. That. That. That's where you got to find her. You got this this middle piece. Actually, the very early part of this middle piece, because you wait too long, well, your options get slim. Your options get real slim. The market, the market, all that's left on the market is the stuff in the bargain bin. And I know I sound harsh and I sound crass and I honestly don't really care, Let's be honest with each other here. Financially, listen, I know you got energy. Hell, I'm 41. I got some good energy. I don't got the energy I had just five years ago, though. I don't got the stamina and the the will to, you know, create things like a business. Like, you know, I, I I don't have what I had. And I got plenty now but I know what's coming. I know that in the next five or 10 years, man, if, I don't, if I'm not set up, getting set up is going to get exponentially harder. So there you go. First third down, second third down, and when you're 50 and that second third of life passes you by, if you if you accepted early on that life is long, not short. If you look towards the future with eyes that said, "Whoa, <laughs> those last twenty five, twenty five, think twenty five years," If you lived a life setting yourself up for that last third. That last third is not last as in the end. That last third can be awesome. Where you enjoy the time. You enjoy what you built with the people that you brought into your circle and ultimately brought into this world. So living life today like it's long i think it can make huge difference I think if we as a civilization accepted that life does go for a long time if we started living not with this nihilist you know postmodern freaking you know hey everything is relative uh, your truth my truth as opposed to the truth if we sort of shed all that And as a community, as a society, as a civilization, we accepted that, hey, this thing goes on for a while. Let's set ourselves up. I think that then we start to agree on some other foundational things. I think, you know, we stop imagining and lying to ourselves and telling ourselves that, uh, you know, that everything's okay. That that you know, there's a, there's no prep or setup to be done. That we that we can live like hell and and do whatever we want now and and do what feels right and and do as thou wilt be the whole of the law. We take some, uh, make some realizations, right? We 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 come to terms with some stuff. That you know, if we can put down some baseline rules and some, you know, realities, if we can focus on those things, we we agree as a society that, you know, maybe we, maybe we can do life better with a sight towards the future. And maybe not just the future for ourselves, maybe the future for our, pros- you know, our kids, our, our our, our 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 people, our town, extended from that, our 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 states and our country. I don't know, maybe it just there's a domino that happens. You know, I think we saw that. I think 1950s America was sort of that, right? At least that's the the image I have from Leave It to Beaver episodes, but uh, you know, 40s and 50s families, the nuclear family You know, people in California and New York and in the middle of the country and, you know, Tennessee somewhere, everybody sort of thought with the same mind. Maybe that's where it started to end, right? The 60s came along, television, people with some modern hip ideas Started to speak into the minds and hearts of our young people. Started telling them that right now this moment is all that matters. And then those people listened and they followed the that talking point and they they sort of accepted that as truth. And they stepped in it royally. They did so for years and then rather than accepting, you know, we we got this wrong guys, you should you should probably do things different, they hid the consequences. They hid the consequences. We saw for the first time in in history we saw people applauded, you know, 50-year-old women applauded for never having had children. We saw, you know, people elevated for, you know, uh being brave about their abortions. We saw Men being uh, cast in this light of, you know, useless and, and empty and just uh, another, another four-year-old in the house. Because the men, you know, in the 60s and 70s, they, they really bought into this whole hippie thing. Is men, we can be fantastic if someone's counting on us. But if you're not, man, we can be really lazy sort of like the lion and the, the male lion in the pride. you know. If you really need us, there's nothing more ferocious and powerful. But if you leave us alone and you don't really need us, we'll lay under a tree for as long as you'll let us. And so uh, the men, you know, we had to, those men had to feel like they didn't waste their lives. So they sort of poured that life is short, do as thou wilt, mentality into the next generation, but they succeeded see they they had the, the underpinnings from the generations before they they understood that this is just for show, right i just I sort of present this carefree you know whatever laissez faire kind of you know face to the world, but behind they had some work ethic because they remember grandpa. But now, man. See, that those people's kids had kids that are having kids now. And we're so far removed from watching dad come home beat up from a hard day's work that I don't even know what my kid's generation is going to do. I try to give them some of these concepts and sometimes I feel like I'm I'm speaking in a foreign language to them. I can't can't think of a person, a single solitary person in my life that understands what it is to, you know, go to bed hungry. You know? Regret. Don't see a lot of regret in the people around me. They, they sort of muzzle that. Nobody's learning from anyone. Uh, Anybody that tries to give some advice, anybody that tries to share some wisdom, is immediately just cast aside as some either old-fashioned knob or an authoritarian, you know, pushy, uh, tyrannical bastard because of course there's no there's no reality there's no truth anymore scary scary what comes next i don't know but maybe maybe if we all agree on some non-negotiables if we all agree on some Baseline truth In this case That life is long And we should live like Like it is Maybe things will start to change I don't know I hope they do I hope they do for all our sakes That's that Thanks, for, thanks for you guys for listening And uh, don't forget to Subscribe to the Non-Negotiables Podcast Channel on YouTube Uh, If you want to see political commentary and more topical stuff, check me out on YouTube at On The Mark. Um, You'll know it's mine. There's a lot of On The Marks out there, but mine has a little target. And uh, catch you on the next one.